everything you do is up for observation, right? Everything. How you handle yourself at a restaurant, how you handle yourself, you know, getting in and out of an Uber. Everything is theoretically being observed if you're in that sort of role where you're mentoring that person, right? Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. As you know, this season we've been doing Crash CEO School, where we go over skills that any leader of an organization, the CEO, can, will need to take the company to the next level. And today I want to talk about something that's very important, and that is mentoring. I know I did a whole talk on mentoring, but I really want to drill down because I've gotten a lot of questions on this one little aspect of mentoring, which I call micro-mentoring. And micro-mentoring is actually something that I have been doing for a long time. And what it really involves is helping people in your organization, specifically leaders, really grow into their role and take their skill sets to the next level. Often people join an organization from another organization where, where doing a good job was important, but really providing leadership and being a stimulus for the company growing wasn't part of what they were being asked to do. Now, if you're a busy CEO, you can't do everything and you can't be on 24 hours a day. In any company, you're going to need a handful, hopefully a small army of leaders in, the, in your company who are going to be able to tackle the different departments and everything that has to go on with the, with the company. To do that, you're going to, you're going to have to identify leaders. But, you know, leaders just don't fall from the sky. Often leaders are people that you need to cultivate and you need to help them grow into that role. It's very rare, unless you're at a Fortune 500 company where you're do, having headhunters find you people with, you know, tons of experience in the exact thing that you need. Often what we have found in many small to medium-sized organizations, even large organizations, somebody grows into the role even though that wasn't maybe the, what they were even hired for originally. But because they've shown aptitude, motivation, wanting to learn, wanting to grow, they were given this opportunity. So what happens when you find someone like that? What happens when you find someone who really wants to get to the next level, doesn't have the experience necessarily, but wants to become a leader, wants to be a force in your organization? How do you take a person who just walked in the door and signed up for a nine-to-five job to become a massive force in your organization in a span of a few years. Well, it's going to involve what I call micro-mentoring, which means you just don't train them for the job and meet with them once a month and expect them to become this amazing force that turns the company inside out. It's going to need for you to invest a lot, and I mean a lot of your time, much more than you think, to cultivate that for the right person. So obviously you don't want to be spending thousands of hours with someone who, for whatever reason, doesn't want to or doesn't seem likely to be the one that's going to grow into that leadership role. But once you identify that person and you think it's a fit and that that person really is on a journey to grow and make your company grow and make themselves grow and 
literally have no limits. Once you find this no limit person, then that's your cue to invest time and energy in, in them, much more than you probably can comprehend. Because we're not talking about just a phone call here or there. We're talking about initially maybe hours a week, one on one. And what I think that involves is not simply them doing their work, but you spending quality time with them in going over things that maybe not directly related to their job description. And just training them for their job is not going to be enough. What you need, like I said, is for them to see you and and have experiences other than their traditional job functions alone. A lot of it has to do with observing you. For example, you know, if you want to cultivate a great leader, have them observe you in meetings, have them observe you in taking phone calls, in handling crisis, in handling dif- difficult issues, handling negotiations. You don't want to be in a board meeting c- and do some negotiations and then come and tell that leader what was the result of that negotiation. You want them to be in the midst of it so they can hear how you handle things. Um, you also want them to see you mentoring other people, right? So you're not just you know, mentoring them, but you're showing them that eventually this is a skill they're going to need. They're going to have to mentor other people, right? Because at the end of the day, if this goes right, you know, and you spend thousands of hours mentoring this one person, hopefully they can pass that on by mentoring other leaders in the organization. So, um, So by you having them sit in even on those experiences is going to be part of the of their mentoring and also even the idle chatter listen you know you may be between meetings and you know um, somebody comes up to you that's not even in your business and wants to have a conversation their ability to see how you handle idle chatter may have an impact on them remember because when you're in a position of mentoring someone Everything you do is up for observation, right? Everything. How you handle yourself at a restaurant, how you handle yourself, you know, getting in and out of an Uber. Everything is theoretically being observed if you're in that sort of role where you're mentoring that person, right? My name is Ashley Arnold, and our team of inspirational leaders have created a comprehensive phone training course to help others grow their businesses. We know how frustrating it is to spend all that time, money, and effort to generate inbound calls for your business, only to end up with little to no revenue. Here at High Call Converting Headquarters, we have taken countless courses, read every book on phone sales, and tried and tested all of our learnings on several startups we've had over the years to find out what works and what doesn't. Today, we have a bulletproof system that helps us close up to 80% of those inbound calls. Our high converting call class will teach you how to demonstrate your authority quickly without being pushy. Imagine empowering the caller to come to the realization on their own that you are the best person in the industry to meet their wants and needs in just a few minutes. We believe that many businesses out there can benefit from this. We promise to help you achieve your revenue goals by converting more of your incoming calls into actual sales. For more information, please visit our website at highconvertingcallclass.com or sign up on our website for more information. Stop waiting for the sales to come to you. Put your revenue into your hands. There are also other things that, you know, skill sets that you couldn't put in a training manual or you couldn't just do it as part of their initial orientation. For example, 
you know, there is a skill that I think a lot of us who've been doing this for a long time is, for example, the art of saying no without actually saying no. There are many situations where you want to say no, but, you know, no is not going to be the right thing to say, but there is a way to say no without actually saying the word no. And having someone observe you doing that can help them understand how to navigate situations like that. Also, how, you know, how to build culture in an organization. If this person can see how much time you invest and how you go about building culture in their organization, if they see a side of you where you show empathy and, and you are empathetic and you show that you care about others, that's just not a business for you, that you actually care, all of that communicates things that they will incorporate in their style and mannerism. But, you know, other things like how to be firm, you know, when to be firm, not to always just, you know, um, be bullied over. But the flip side is how to back down. Teaching someone how to back down and how to be firm is literally a skill set if, if it's going to be done properly. Another skill set, how to compromise, right? What What is the best way to to go about compromising, where you give some of the stuff that maybe is not that important, but you get stuff that's important to you, and how to analyze the compromise. You know, having someone watch you do it can be so educational and help them in the future. Um, you know, how to listen to others. A lot of people are really good at talking at meetings, but they're not incorporating new data often because they've already set their mind. Uh, you have to show um the person you're mentoring, that you can walk into a meeting and you totally have come up with the direction you want to go, but you hear something in the meeting, which then makes you pause, right? This ability to pause and second guess your decision based on new data, believe it or not, that's a skill because a lot of people make up their mind and when new data comes in that conflicts with what their decision is, it just, just goes over. So mentoring someone in saying, listen, you you may you may have made the right decision, and most of the time you will. But if you get new data that makes you pause, 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 second guess, reevaluate. But again, a lot of that comes from mentoring. You couldn't put that in a manual, right? And even things like organizational stuff, like how to hire and fire to build culture, a lot of that has to do with really understanding the process of building a culture. You may have someone in your organization who is actually you know, doing really well and, and bringing in a lot of clients or business, but from a cultural point of view, is not a good fit. Understanding that it's not all about the bottom line, it's about the long-term growth and the long-term strategy are things that have to be mentored. I don't think you could put that in a manual where you, you know, you, you just hand out on day one or on, or on orientation. That some of these things that we're talking about today are very abstract, and they can't really be taught uh, in a PowerPoint during an orientation. Uh, you know, welcome to our company, and these are the qualities that we want you to work on. Lastly, some of the the more gen, uh, soft and genuine skills is things like being genuine, trustworthy, thinking of others. If the person you're mentoring can see some of that in how you conduct yourself, they are they will understand that those are important things in any leader, of course, we all know that is, and they will start to incorporate that. And even if they feel that way, it will come out in a way that's apparent. So again, these are things that mentoring someone can help them understand. Now, let me just end with, so what's the point of all this? 
Well, the point of all this is if you do this correctly and you invest all of this time and you cultivate a future leader that you won't have to manage, you won't have to mentor because they already know what's important. They already know how to navigate these situations. In essence, they become an extension of your philosophy, of your approach, where you don't actually have to sit in on all their meetings for the next 10 years and whisper in their ear, here's how I would handle this. Because once you've mentored them for long enough, then you can set them free and let them grow and flourish. And believe it or not, if you do it right, a lot of times they'll come back and mentor you as they grow and become even more proficient than you could even imagine. So if this works properly, and if you have enough leaders like that, that's going to allow you to take a back seat and focus on the big picture of the company alongside your other leaders. Okay, so that's today's episode. If you like this episode, please comment, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of Bakhtari MD.